Welcome to the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors, and the goal of our podcast is to help you grow your business and educate you on a variety of topics that affect self-employed small business owners. Today's episode, we've got Chris Habermel with us with CRH Electric, and we're going to talk through a little bit about how you can keep your business to where it serves you and it doesn't run you. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Uh, thanks, Chris. Always uh Good to be in the presence of greatness. Oh, well, thanks. Be Chris Moore. Oh, I don't so. know about all that, but I appreciate the <laughs> kind words. So um, I'll, I'll put your check in the mail tomorrow for that. Um, tell us a little bit kind of about yourself, your background, who you are. I know you're a big hockey guy. So yeah. So Gloria will be the theme song for the definitely, episode. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah so I'm a, a husband. I'm a dad. Yeah. I'm a worship leader, worship pastor, music guy. Everyone has a different <laughs> Different for title that, for that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and um, electrician. Yeah. Um, but been married to Beth uh, for 17 years. Wow, the best 17 years of your life. Yeah, she's like you know she's amazing. She's she the best pretty... wife in the world for me. Yep, she is. She's uh, pretty great. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Uh, have three kids. I think they're pretty cool. Yep. Um, I think we did a pretty good job with them so far. Yeah. Jury's still out, but you know yeah, it's yeah it's for okay. sure. So far, so good. For sure. Yeah. And uh, like I said, more worship pastor at Sky and Church yep. where we both attend. Yeah, agreed. A couple weeks ago, we had our senior pastor, Jeff Roth, here. We talked about Chick-fil-A. Maybe I'll watch it. We didn't talk about spicy chicken sandwiches. I know that's your favorite, but but we did talk about Chick-fil-A and leadership. So, Okay. That's good enough. It was good. It was good. Um, You're very musically talented. I I have to just throw this out there. Like, you know, I would hope so, I guess, being a worship pastor. But like, I know music's like your real passion. Right. Am I wrong? You are correct. Okay. All right, it's good. I mean, in my mind, if you're half the electrician you are as a like guitar player, <laughs> like you're doing some really fantastic electrical work for people. Yeah, so that's that's good. Um, check them out, Chris Habermel on Apple Music and everywhere yeah, you can sure. find music. I think if you so. listen like on Spotify, like about a million times, I'll get like a dollar. Cents, oh, oh, cool. Not even so, a dollar. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, so I know I'm just going to put that on repeat whenever I sleep. Turn yeah. the volume down. Yeah. I'll get you some money coming in. So um, <laughs> now you've got some really great songs out there. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about um, how you use your business to kind of serve your lifestyle um, and, you know, make sure that it aligns within your priorities with things. Because we talk a lot of times about growing business, right? Now everybody's like growth, growth, growth. We want to grow. We want to be this. We want to have a million dollar company. But I think it's important to like make sure that that still serves the lifestyle you want and it serves who you are as a person and what you want to achieve. Um, And so, you know, you and I've known each other for a handful of years now and and your story to me is very, I guess, kind of inspiring to people um, because you're kind of on the other end of that. And there's nothing wrong with that, I guess, is the message I really want to get across here today. Um, So give us kind of your backstory first about just your involvement with, you know, being an electrician. And then obviously at some point you transitioned into a worship pastor and just kind of give us the backstory on on where you came from. Yeah. So, yeah, I was a full-time electrician for about 11, 12 years. Okay. And during that time, I was also a part-time worship leader guy at uh, the church that I grew up in where my dad pastored. So. Um, I had always hoped at one point those would kind of flip-flop and I'd be able to do the full-time ministry thing and do some electrical work on the side because I always just had a, you know, passion for music and ministry and my, you know, dad was a pastor. So, um, so one day that glorious day came and I got an opportunity to, to come on full-time at uh, our church at Skyline and do that. So I've been doing that for uh, 10 years now, full-time. And so 
been in, in the process of all that. I I had continued to do a little bit of electrical work yeah. uh, on the side here and there, but not really pursuing it okay. per se. Just as it came to me, I would do some stuff and make a little extra money. But yep. um, well, I'm sure intentionally three kids, worship, mm-hmm. husband, like there became a point where it's like, yeah, I don't really have a ton of time for that. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so what made you then here over the last couple of years start wanting to do some more work again? Yes. Great question. Chris. Yeah. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um, so as you know, or may, you may not know, but okay. word, word on the street, uh, <laughs> the, you know, full-time ministry isn't always the most lucrative okay. uh, career yep. path. Okay. All right. Um, and we're not doing it for, you know, the money. <laughs> right. If, if we were that. We would not that's, be very ambitious because yeah, no, you know, it's not there. Um, so, and obviously, ministry is got is far more rewarding than you know yeah. money and right. things. But at the same time, yes. I'm about to drop serious truth bomb. Okay, it's very deep. You need money to like stay alive. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, you're to, joking. And to do cool stuff. Well, shoot, that changes my whole outlook on yeah. life now. So me and Beth, we realized we need to make some more money. Yep. Uh, we need to bring in some extra revenue, yeah. uh, multiple streams. Of, and, and she does, uh, she's a stay-at-home mom, So yep. and she is part-time at the church, and that helps a little bit. But So we needed something yep. to, to you know, fill the void there. Right. And in the beginning, it wasn't, uh, to me at least, glaringly obviously or obvious <laughs> that electric work was the path. Right. Because, uh, you know, it's... It's not sexy and right, and uh, it's not like music and like rock right. star and fame, right? And, you know, yeah. like you're, uh, most electricians aren't also on Spotify and Apple Music. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, very exactly. rare stuff here, right? Uh, so, and I also didn't think I would have enough clientele to be able to like stay busy with, right? It. Okay, and so that was kind of my a big thing. And but one day I was talking to our executive pastor at our church, uh, just talking ideas with them and how. You know, how can I bring in more income? Yeah. And just uh, going back and forth. And without saying this, he basically said, yeah, dummy, just do the electrical just, thing. You already have the skill it. set. Right. Like, it makes sense. And so hearing him call me dummy, yep. you know, basically, uh, I don't know, knowing that he thought I could do it, it made me think that maybe I could do it. So. Right. Okay. So from then on, I decided to uh, kind of put my foot on the gas. Yeah. And Sort of be intentional about getting jobs and kind of pursue this. And right. I got the LLC and the insurance. So you helped yep. me navigate all that, which I'm very thankful for. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so and that's now, awesome. Here, here I am. That's cool. It's super cool. I remember when you called me and you're like, I need some guidance here. Like, how do I do this? Right. Yeah. And, you know, just that you were at that spot where you were wanting to start doing something. And I know, you, you know, you'd shared with me before that, like, it was almost like you you kind of always like kicked it off to the side and then all of a sudden you were in a spot where you're like, no, I want to go do this now. Right. Like something just kind of changed in you to, to make that change. Um, and you know, I think I'll never forget in that phone call and I'm like, okay, so like, what are you like, what's your goals here? And you're like, well, here's what I want to do, but I don't know that I'm going to have enough work to stay busy. And like, I don't know if you remember, but like I laughed for about five minutes, right? Right. Because I know the construction world. (laughs) I know the contracting world. The one, one of two referrals that I always hear people asking for, I need an electrician and I need a plumber. Mm-hmm. And most people in both of those professions aren't looking for like small 
half day, one day projects, right? Like most electrical companies want like the full house rewires. They want like larger projects, not all, but mm-hmm. like it's very hard being connected into the contracting world where we live at over in Illinois, like to find a plumber and electrician that's like good, reliable and everything, yeah. right? Um, and so I, I literally laughed in your face for about five minutes, not at your idea, but because I was like, Oh, Chris, you have no idea what's going to come. Like, um, and then I think you saw it snowball pretty quickly there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the second you told me like, I want to do this and I was like, perfect. And then like one referral turned to like four and everything else. So, yeah. um, but let's talk about like how you kind of make sure that, that the jobs line up with what your goals are. Right. Um, uh, because you are, you know, by yourself, right? You don't have employees. You aren't, you know, looking to bring on other people. Um, I'm sure you have people you could partner with if you really had a situation, but like for the most part, you're keeping it pretty small. Um, how, how do you make sure that like you filter out the jobs that don't work well for you in your situation, right? You usually spend about a day or two a week working yeah. in your business. Is that kind of yeah. maybe yeah, three, two to three. Okay. Um, Good. So, yeah, I, I have to be very uh, careful on that because, yeah. um, you know, in the beginning you want to do it all. Make money, right? Yeah. And so uh, really I have to do the, the jobs that the bigger companies don't want to do, like right. the, the honeydew lists and yep. the jobs that um, maybe take a day or right. even two or three days, uh, but they have to have flexibility in them. Like right. um, if it's a job I know is going to take uh, one to two weeks of time, and it's got a strict deadline, yep. and there's no flexibility in it. I usually need to stay away from those, just yeah. because um, I have to remind myself that this is my second job. Right. Um, this job is to support the three main things yep. to me, and those main things are God, family, uh, and church. Yep. My ministry. So, uh, if my job as my church starts to pull away from those things, that's uh, kind of my that's way of knowing I'm doing too that's, much. It's important that you know your three main things too, like that you have your priorities outlined because I don't think if you have your priorities to see if it's pulling from them, you'll just take everything you can get, right? And then realize that you're way off track with where you want to be at. So that's cool that you kind of have those three pillars that you know, these are the three most important things in my life. And if this fourth thing works in addition with the three things, well then great. Mm -hmm. But the second it starts to pull one of the three legs out and everything crumbles, it's not worth it. Yeah. That's sure. awesome. That's awesome. Um, so really just kind of making sure that projects, you know, line up with your skill set, line up what your skill set's pretty broad and great, but like, you know, with your capability, I guess right. I should say more so. Um, and, you know, I think one thing that, that we've talked about is it's like, it has to be a win-win for both of you guys. Mm-hmm. And if it's not, that's fine. It's just not the job for you. Right. right. Is that kind of the mindset you have going into it? For sure. Yeah. Okay. That's good. And I think that that's, to me, I think that's important, right? Like truth be told, a lot of people listen to this know I used to run a painting company Mm -hmm. um, and I'll still do a couple projects a year, right? We're actually doing one right now, um, but it's a vacant house that we can come and go as we need to. um, And we've got a couple weeks to do it. Perfect. Like that's a great like Saturday, go knock out some stuff. I know the family, super flexible, not a big deal. It's a win for them. It's a win for me. Make a little extra money, just like what you do with electrical. Um, it's not something we do every day, but it's an opportunity, right? But again, it has to be that win-win or no deal mentality, right? The second somebody's like, hey, no, we need it done in a week. 
cool. I'm not your person, yeah, but not. here's somebody that is right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think it's, that's one thing that, you know, when we started talking, when you were starting your, your actual business, right. The LLC and getting everything going, you know, I told you, I was like, there's going to be more work than you know what to do with. Like, I know you don't believe that because you're worried about having work, but like, you're going to have to set some guidelines mm -hmm. and it's been really cool to see. And that's why I wanted you to come on the podcast and just share some of these thoughts because you haven't like deviated from your guidelines at all in the last couple of years. Um, and so it's been very cool to see how you make sure that projects fit within your capability, your timeline, what you can do. And if they don't, you pass on them. So I applaud you for that. Well, well, thank you. I'll yeah. Take a, take a bow. Um, so you've mostly stayed, a, it seems like about a month or two booked out with customers, yeah. um, you know, for the most part, how have you found most of your, your customers? Yeah. So this on the front end, this isn't going to sound like great business advice because okay, I, fine. I really haven't, uh, I, I haven't found customers. They basically found me yep. and, uh, through, you know, referrals. And, and so I guess directly I haven't, uh, d done anything, but indirectly, um, what's been working for me is just going in doing quality work, yep. responding to people, uh, being personable, being yes. a nice person, <laughs> right. cleaning up after myself yeah, and, uh, just making a connection with them in it and doing all the little things that I think are important to, Hundred percent people, and if uh, you do those things well, I think they're going to refer yep. you, and that's been my yeah well, story so far. You know, and I think I'm just going to make the assumption that the electrical industry is the same as the painting industry. Is there's a lot of I'm just going to say it's contractors in general. Yeah. Let's just go there. Um, I really think that is the case. Like, there's a lot of people that don't respond, they don't call back, they don't show up, they show up two hours late like without any communication, like there's just, there's so many things like a disconnect there that when you do all of those little things, people are like, holy crap. Like that's when people are like, can you lay tile flooring too? Can yeah. you, <laughs> can you do this? Can you build an addition onto our house for us? Cause we can't get anybody to call us back. Uh -huh. Right. Um, it's, it's really funny. I literally had that conversation with a the client. They're like, I know you just do painting, but like, can you guys do all this other stuff? And I was like, no, why? And they're like, we can't get any phone calls. And I'm like, I'll find you some people. Don't worry. Like, yeah. But you know, I mean, I think when you do those little things and, um, and this isn't turning into like a, um, praise Chris Habermel like podcast, but like everybody that I've referred you to has been like, man, Chris was such a great guy. Like notice they didn't say a word about their electrical stuff. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, I guess it works. So you did your job well. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, you know, you said it may not be the sexiest thing. It's a very functional thing. Mm -hmm. uh, it either works or it doesn't. Um, yeah. It's not like, yeah, that paint job wasn't really good. It's like the electric works or it doesn't work, I right. guess. So, yeah. but everybody's been like, man, Chris was so great. Like he was such a great guy. I didn't know this. And, you know, and it's like, that's how you build a relationship with people. You know, yes, you're there to do a job for them. But, you know, as we've talked on the show a lot, like relationship, networking, organic growth for a business is the best way to do it. And especially yeah. whether you're trying to grow a business to a million dollars or you're just trying to supplement your current job, like building it that way. Cause guess what? You don't spend any money on advertising. Yeah. Darn. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to charge your customers more because you had to pay to find them. <laughs> like, yep. you know, it's kind of a win-win for, for everybody. So, sure. um, 
So how do you kind of structure your schedule to keep from getting overwhelmed um, with your business, right? Like when you're booking out eight weeks, I'm sure sometimes it's tempting to be like, well, I'm just going to work five days this week and get this done. Mm -hmm. Um, So how have you structured your schedule in a way to keep from, I guess, allowing that to happen, right? To stay within those guidelines um, and overrunning your life. Yeah. So Mondays and Thursdays, uh, I have designated just that I know that those are going to be off limits for electric. That's the days yeah. I go in to the office. We have our Monday morning meetings. Yep. Um, and Thursdays are a big day to kind of get tech things rolling and music yep. and everything ready. So those are the days I like physically need to be in the building right. doing my church work. And, yep. and the cool thing about my job is it's super flexible and right. I can do a lot of my stuff at home, which I do a ton of work at home nice. and I'll sitting in bed with my laptop, yep. watching The Office with Beth. And, I love it. So Have you guys uh, watched Ted Lasso yet? Yes. Good. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah. We'll talk later about that. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just block those days off. And not to say I don't ever do electric work on those right. days, but just in general, um, I'm aware of the days that I need yeah. to give to the church. And, and Wednesdays are sort of a floater day that yeah. you can go, go either, either way. way. Okay. Um, but yeah. Um, so the rest of the days, obviously, I just make sure those are booked up with electric and um I'm off on Fridays at church anyway, so that's a great yeah. day to do uh, those jobs. So That's cool. So yeah, but like you said, it is tempting because yes. it's just like, well, let's just knock it out. Yep. And- well, and especially, you know, and, and that's why I kind of applaud you with that is like when you do have the flexible schedule at church, right, and you can work from home. Right. Like I always sometimes used to make the argument when I was running both businesses, painting and like consulting stuff. It's like I can work on spreadsheets for clients at 10 o'clock at night. I generally can't be in their house painting at 10 o'clock at night, yeah. right? So it's like, well, okay, I'll just do all the paint stuff during the day and I'll deal with all this later at night. I'm sure sometimes you're tempted to like that with the electrical stuff. It's like, oh, I can mm-hmm. go do this during the day and just, okay, I'll do all the other work tonight at 10 o'clock after the kids and everybody goes to bed. Like, right. I'm sure it's pretty tempting. It um, is. And not to say that I've never done that. No, but just but generally a, a balance. Um, and knowing yeah, when it's okay to bend on that a little bit yeah, and when not to, sure. I think is a big piece of it, right? Like mm-hmm. when it's Christmas time, it's Easter, you got a lot going on at church. You're probably a hundred percent sticking to the guidelines yeah. when it's middle of February and there's not a whole lot going on. You're able to kind of bend a little bit on some of that. So, yeah. um, but no, I think it's, it's been cool to see, um, you know, just how you've been able to navigate that. Right. And that's, like I said, we we talk a lot about growth, a lot of business owners. Oh, we're all about growth. We're all about growth. And it's like, it's okay. Even if you're a painting contractor and you've got two employees, like it's okay. If you guys doing, I'm just gonna put a number out there, $250,000 a year in work and you're clearing your ideal salary and you're living the lifestyle you want, then don't grow. Right. Like unless you really have an ambition to grow or make more money or, you know, serve more employees and clients and stuff. Well, okay. Then that's a different conversation. But I think sometimes it's like, it's okay to just plateau and run a good profitable business that's systematic. And it serves you to live the lifestyle you want with your family, to do other things, to serve at church. Like, um, and so that's why I wanted to kind of bring you on and kind of share some of your perspective, just how you've navigated that, how you've put those, those guardrails in place, um, to keep it in line. So, um, has it been tempting to like, Take on projects that you shouldn't or yeah. projects that you know deep down you shouldn't, I guess I should say, like projects that are too big, anything For like sure. that. Yeah, because like in the beginning when you're getting going, especially it, like you want to say yes to everybody. Yeah. You want to, well, you want to help people too. And, yep. 
and uh, you don't want to leave money on the table because, right. you know, this could turn into a referral and I could right. start snowballing. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, and I just, I've been talking to a, um, a lady today and yesterday about a job that I think I already know the answer to yeah. this, that I shouldn't do it. Um, it's just something that's going to be a little time consuming. And I yep. know that there's going to be some good money to be made. Right. But I don't, I'm probably going to have to turn that one down just yep. because it's going to pull away from the yep. my three main things that I, like I said that. before. But I, uh, uh, I always tell people, I'm like, when you have a gut feeling, you should go with it. Yeah. Like, I'll have some people call me and be like, hey, Chris, I think I know the answer to this, but I want your input. And I'm like, just just go with your gut. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll give you my answer. But, like, at the end of the day, you should – like, if you know what I'm probably going to tell you or what, like, a third-party perspective would tell you, then just – you should just go with that decision. Yeah. And it's funny because I feel like 80% of the problems I had when I ran my painting business, it was because I went against that gut feeling. And it was like – Oh, we can take this wallpaper down. Oh, you can. <laughs> it'll take you two days and it'll come off in like pencil shavings, mm-hmm. but you can take it off, right? Um, you know, so it was like all those little like headaches that I really feel like caused stress at the time. It was because at some point along the way, I got a gut feeling of like, you shouldn't do this. Oh, but you're going to disobey and do it anyways. Okay, that's fine. You'll pay for it. Yeah, like, you know, not always, but um, so I'm sure it's been tempting, especially when people are trying to literally throw money at you for things like so um well like i said i really appreciate you taking some time to record this um what's one final piece of advice that you would like to leave small business owners with that maybe it's something you've experienced maybe it's just kind of a philosophy you live by anything at all you'd like to share oh yes yes uh you know i don't like giving out advice especially business advice right especially elite business advice elite business advice i don't feel very qualified but Since you asked. Yeah, of course. I guess this, these would be my thoughts. Yep. Um, so, you know, we all sort of have a different version or definition of what success looks like, right? Like right. Some people will consider, you know, a huge company right. that's just growing and making bank and you got the big house and, yep. and things and that's success. And to some people it is and that's right. great. And then... Others might just want a nine-to-five job that you can come home, spend time with your family, live a stress-free life, and that's success. And that aligns with their goals and and dreams, and that's great. And so for me, like uh, what success looks like is just being able to wake up in the morning, be happy, have joy, knowing that um, I have a a family at home that I can uh, devote a lot of time to. and. Hey, if we need to go to Six Flags one day, we can do that because I have the flexibility to yep. do that. And uh, I want to guard my time as ruthlessly as I can That's awesome. in these moments right now that they're all under one roof. Yeah. Because um, I know it's it's going by. And yeah. I'm, not, uh, I'm not as much worried about how much money I'm going to leave behind to them. Although right. I hope it's going to be something. Yeah, no, exactly. But, I'm sure they um, hope that too. Yeah. But I'm more worried about what I leave in them, like, yep. and how I've uh, raised them up and what I've instilled in them as That's just cool. by being their dad. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we can always work more and do more and make more money, but we can never get back time, Good right? Time. So That's cool. Um, so I guess what I would say is kind of what you alluded to earlier, yeah. is just don't be afraid to stay small if that aligns yep. with your goals and your, and your visions and I your dreams because uh, everyone – um, everyone talks about going bigger and faster yeah. and growing, but uh, 
I think it's not too many people talk about staying small. Um, That's cool. Because there's the there's beauty in, in, in that if yep. it aligns with your with your goals. So hundred percent. And that was the entire reason I wanted to bring you on here today was to talk about that um, because you know I think that there is a lot of truth in that. Right. It's it's business owners go into business for themselves generally because they want some sort of a lifestyle, whether that's money and or time flexibility. Right. And people often get deviated from that, either chasing the money or trying to get the time and, you know, whatever it is. Um, and so I think just going back to those roots and being like, why did I start this? Like, I think that's a good question for people to ask themselves, especially if you feel just overwhelmed, like you don't have the family time you want. It's like, why did I really start my own business? Okay, how can I get back to focusing on that, right? And that could be scaling back on things. It could be, you know, there's a lot of different things. And so um, I, I will challenge you on this. You should give out more business advice to people. You may not feel qualified for it, like, but um, that was pretty good. That was really good, man. That was, that was very deep and very profound. So I read a book last night. Oh, good. Okay, well, cool. You seem very well prepared for this. So I, I knew there was something going on, but, um, but no. Well, I really appreciate it. Um, what's the best way if people have an electrical need? And they're in the Illinois area near us. Like, was there a good way to get a hold of you? I'll be sure and put it in the show notes too. Yeah. The answer is not really. No. <laughs> uh, phone. Yes. That's real. I mean, I'm not really out there, Chris. I That's try fine. to fly under the radar. I know you do. That's fine. Uh, so yeah, it's simply my phone number. I okay. mean, you can. Uh, I'll put that in the. Yeah. There's uh, the uh, next door app has me. Uh, there you people go. Recommend me there and things. Cool. But I'll put links to that in the podcast yeah. description on this episode. So yeah, that's great. Yeah. I just try to help you grow your business while Thanks, you're here. <laughs> so you can schedule people eight weeks out. No, I'm just kidding. So, um, well, Chris, I, again, seriously, thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks for providing some insight and just sharing with us how you've been able to use your business to serve your lifestyle. And, uh, I look forward to watching you can't say continued growth, but continued success. Mm, nailed it. Thanks, Chris. If you're interested in more information on how we help our clients, or if you'd like to schedule a free business analysis meeting, please visit EliteBusinessAdvising.com. And if you're a contractor, don't forget about our recently launched program, the Elite Business Academy for Contractors, designed to help you grow your business to 500000 in revenue and beyond. Visit Academy.EliteBusinessAdvising.com.